Hello, and welcome back to Age Like Wine, episode four. I'm Matthew. I'm Peter. I'm Will. And we're, we're so glad you, you could join us on this wonderful, wonderful Monday in May. What, what day is it, Peter? Could you uh, let us know what we're doing today? Welcome to the fourth episode. May the fourth be with you. This may yeah, be a little bit audio. That, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll... I mean, people say that my audio is too quiet, so it might be just be blasting your ear. I don't know. You just fixed it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, today is our fourth episode. How fitting. Today is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And for today, we watched Star Wars, A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie. Now, before anyone criticizes me for Star saying Wars. that, the first movie that ever came out with the Star Wars title. Okay, I know yeah. it's not the first one in the in this whole <laughs> We're about to get so many tweets, dude. They're gonna cancel us. Um, yeah, we watched A New Hope. It was originally just called Star Wars when it actually just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released on May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, mm-hmm. and that was crazy to believe it. Forty three years ago. Yeah, that's that's actually insane. After watching this, like that's how old it is. I wonder if all the actors are still alive. I know they're they're all they're all doing it up. All yeah, at um, age of forty. Yeah, it was directed 40. by George Lucas, as everyone knows. It had the cast of Mark Hamill, the late Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and James Earl Jones voice. Uh, Darth Vader. Um, funny enough, most of them were actually pretty unknown actors, but Star Wars blew them up. I mean, for good reason. And, yeah, and this is something we'll get into later in the episode, but the score and the music was done by John Williams, which he's a very well-known composer, very known. Yeah, he's and, huge. Yeah. <laughs> he's huge now. Yeah, that's uh, all I have to say about that. <laughs> you did a great job. Yeah, we're talking about Star Wars today. Um, a New Hope, which is a wonderful title, I think. Like, looking back, when they added that, I think it was a really cool addition. Um, what I want to start off with, without getting too deep into this, is our opinions on Star Wars as a franchise. Because it's so big now. And that comes from the fact that so many people would say that Star Wars is age like wine. Har har. Because there's, like, the reviews at the time, the reviews now, all say that, like, wow, the original Star Wars trilogy is, like, a masterclass in filmmaking, in in everything you could do right for a film. So what do y'all think about the franchise? Has it, like, has it impacted y'all? Is, is the Star Wars franchise part of your lives? Do you want to go first, William? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, Peter. Um, looks like there's uh, some mic issues. Uh, um, but yeah, I was I was gonna say yes. You go ahead. Yeah, go go. For I it. mean, I think every every person in my generation kind of grew up with that, uh, you know, hype for Star Wars. I remember I don't remember watching like the first two movies in the theaters at all, since I think I was too young at the time to really comprehend. And I was more into uh, Spider Man, and I still am. But like, I mean. You know, lightsabers, these are pretty much just like space, uh, like samurais and stuff. So, say samurai. They always, had, they always had like that really cool element. I think, I think now Star Wars is just kind of like, it's all right. I mean, I'm not like super hyped about it or anything. I mean, like Mandalorian is an exception. Like, I absolutely love that TV show and it just happens to be like the Star Wars uh, universe. But, oh, I, I mean, I think every kid at some point likes Star Wars and stuff. I mean, I'm not like super into the horse. The uh, damn, I'm just messing up my words today. The whole <laughs> Star Wars craze. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously they make a bunch of money, right? Like every single. I mean, it's pretty much like every as soon as like Disney bought the rights, they've made even more money. Such yeah, a big IP franchise. They're so, huge. I just remember like back in the day. I think it was like first grade or something. I like read this one book and it was like a, I don't know if it was like an anthology and encyclopedia on like Star Wars and like Padawan and stuff. And I thought those were like really cool, especially like the concept of like a Padawan. And then I realized it's not that important. I mean, I don't think, I mean, that was just mainly like a Star Wars. So one and two 
kind of thing where they they were like main characters, but after that, it's kind of it's all about those Jedi Knights, man. People with the the official title. But yeah, that's that's my take. I dig it. I dig it, Peter. Uh, what do you think about Star Wars? So I owned the original trilogy on VHS, and I really liked the movies. And after watching this movie. I was reminded how good this movie really was, even the first one. For me, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars, but it doesn't mean I don't like the series. Like, I'm just not into the lore and stuff like I am for like different medias and meat, like stuff like that. I definitely own like toy lightsabers. I have very fond memories of playing Lego Star Wars when I was younger. Mm-hmm, I also have fond memories of playing Force Unleashed, which was a, a great game. Uh, don't buy the PS2 version. great game and honestly just the whole star wars concept is just really fun i mean i'm sure i still meme the fact that maybe i want the force because i'm too lazy to like grab something off my desk (laughs) too far um i think the original trilogy is the best i do think the other movies do have their moments but i have very fond memories of the original trilogy because i did watch them when i was a lot younger maybe it's nostalgia maybe it's just that good so those are my thoughts on star wars don't forget that when we were younger, we made a bunch of YouTube videos where we oh, yeah. beat the hell out of each other with toy lightsabers. Using Wait, I was past. unaware of this. Yeah, I don't worry about the, it. Blast from the past, but what, what me and Peter would do is that to hide our faces whenever we be- beat each other up. We put like book covers over our heads. <laughs> That's amazing. Like the, the one you'd get at the Scholastic Book Fair or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah oh yeah. my goodness. I love that. I'm going to have to ask ask for those after this episode. Pretty sure they're deleted, at least on my channel. I don't know about Peter. They were never um, on your channel. They're, they've been on my channel. They're just private. Yeah, they've been on your channel? Okay. Yeah, they're just private. Okay. I, I will not. Yeah, keep, keep it that way, bro. Keep it that way. <laughs> if enough people tweet at us, we will release the cut. I never agreed to this. <laughs> we're not going to okay. leak the butthole cut. <laughs> oh, God. That's... That's going into something else. We'll go into that movie eventually. In 20 years, sure. In 20 years. When this show's still alive. All right. 2040, baby. What about your thoughts, Matt? My thoughts on Star Wars? I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Star Wars. I can I can say that like you see all the hardcore fans that like won't open their toy and stuff like that. I've never I've I've never been that big of a fan of it, but I can say, like, I enjoy watching the movies. I like the storytelling. Like, there's just something very badass about, like, a space opera, you know? And that's what mm-hmm. Star Wars is. Just hearing those words together, you're like, you know, opera? Kind of lame. Space opera? Hmm, okay. Now we're talking. And the whole Flash Gordon-y thing, but, like, in a more serious tone, is pretty cool. Because, like, that's what um, George Lucas was originally going for. He wanted to do Flash Gordon. He couldn't afford it, so he's like, what if I did it, but it wasn't garbage? Because Flash Gordon's kind of trash. And he ran with it and made a really memorable film. And I can say I really enjoy watching the series. Even today, with their less than stellar track record, I still like look forward to seeing the films and being immersed in that universe. Even if some of the plot um decisions are less than great but that's that's a story for another time but yes next next thing i wanted to talk about was bringing us back to the episode we're going to talk about is like i want to i'm glad we talked about the universe as a whole a little bit I want to bring it back into the first one because this movie was originally intended to be like on its own, right? There were never expected um, to be sequels, right? So they built it with that in mind. And as a standalone like movie, how do we think it does? I want to start off with kind of the idea that this movie is a bit of a connect the dots thing where it very much follows the hero's journey. But I wanted to talk about the hero's journey 
a little bit because I think that this kind of this movie really did it in such a perfect way. Like in a way that English classes are still talking about it. Do y'all think that like that aspect has aged well or it's like it's a hindrance to the movie that it's so like by the like straight out of film class, you make this movie, you follow every point. Would it work today? What do y'all think? Uh, Peter, what do you think specifically? I think if we're talking about the hero's journey, I would say like I'm not the biggest movie connoisseur, to be honest. But I would say that uh, when they did it for Star Wars back then, I don't think it was as saturated, maybe. Mm-hmm. In today's day and age, like let's say I would have to make my own hero's journey kind of film and follow like the similar steps of Star Wars. I'm going to be honest, I don't think I can make anything near as good <laughs> as Star Wars and Luke Skywalker's journey. Um Especially because it's like the concept is so novel, and even even though it is the hero's journey, it's just like that's just what like kind of like the format is, right? But you add your own twists and turns into it. You add your own ideas, and it turns into an, a story of like it's the hero's journey, but with a twist, with like your own kind of conception to it, which I think mm. is what makes Star Wars so special, and and something I think that I can never do in my life because. I mean, I, I'll never be a story writer. I mean, this, that's not my aspiration. But if I were to make my own Haru's journey, and I would, and I would make it with like as many, I guess, novel ideas and twists as much like as much as Star Wars, then yeah, I think it's a great idea. But if I do it in a very saturated way, then obviously people would see through it, and not really see it as entertaining. Hmm. Fair enough. What do you, What do you think, William? Has like the story aspect aged well I guess I don't know I feel like at least in terms of storytelling and I guess their I guess main focus is maybe like mainly world building for the entire like Star Wars universe I felt that maybe pacing wise that kind of element probably I mean I say that but then like literally every movie that comes out is like two hours long and Star Wars was like two hours long. So, right. I mean, it could definitely work still today. I mean, like, I feel like Star Wars did it in a way where it doesn't seem like super cliche. I feel like they definitely perfected like that formula. But it's definitely not something, I mean, I am more open to like new IPs being brought up so that we don't get like rehashes or like remakes of the same movie franchises over and over again but i guess for an example like you know there's definitely like a bunch of superhero movies where they like redo like that whole origin story for say a superhero we've already seen and then they kind of go through that like that hero's journey and a lot of times it's very either they like rush through it like a lot or like they drag it out in like really bad moments but I'd say for here, like it's it's done exceptionally well. Where while there might be I don't know some kind of pacing that doesn't fly as well with like a modern audience, it's it it keeps you interested the whole time. So I thought it was pretty good. I I definitely agree with the keeping you interested, like part of that. I think that's so so important for Star Wars is like it can't be boring. You know, it, even even at the beginning, I feel like it does a good job of bringing the audience in with the the opening crawl. What do y'all think about the opening crawl? Because I think it's very helpful because I can't tell you how many times I've like watched a movie with somebody and they just like will give up on the story just because they don't get it at the beginning. Star Wars is very much like, here's what's happening. Here's what's going down you know as much as everybody else, here we go. You know, it it makes it, like, <laughs> a good beginner movie, I guess. That sounds kind of, like, snobby, but hopefully you know what I mean. What do y'all think about um, the opening crawl aspect? Or is it cheesy? Uh, I would say including the opening crawl and the whole opening sequence in the movie, honestly, this is one of the best opening sequences I've seen in, like, probably in media in general 
I say that because like you get the opening crawl, you're like, okay, you're reading, and you're like, okay, it's interesting. Okay, this is the rundown. And you just get a ship flying in, and then it's action right away. And then you see one of the best characters in like fiction just show up, and you're just like, man, this is pretty bomb. At least for me, it was. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, William? Opening, opening crawl, opening everything. I skip. I skip the opening crawl. I I ain't had a movie to. I ain't watching a movie just to read. You know, I'm I'm watching it because it's moving pictures. You know, it's not because I have to read a bunch of text. <laughs> I I appreciate your honesty. Do you enjoy picture books? I do enjoy picture books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A All right. From I will. I will say that. Just, okay. The hungry caterpillar is what I do. That oh, the hungry hungry caterpillar Dude, is caterpillar is my jam. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next thing I want to talk about with y'all is what I would say is the most important aspect of Star Wars and what has kept them alive this long is the characters. So I want to go through and first ask what is favorite character from this movie guys uh william what what's your favorite character that's oh and a, why that's a loaded question is it chewbacca no it's chewbacca isn't it i guess if i were to pick i don't remember his name but like that one like admiral that was like toe-to-toe with like vader and kind of pretty much like commanded him around just because it's like you have this really like dark, very like scary figure, like Darth Vader, who like at the beginning of the film just like chokes out a dude, literally chokes out his like his coworkers or whatever if they like cross him bad or something. But then you have this one other dude who's like that figure above him that doesn't seem like he has like that same like physical prowess, right? So I'd say he's like my favorite character essentially, just because like Luke. I mean, he started out. We kind of you know get a feel for. I mean, it's mostly told that, like, through his kind of perspective. It's mostly, like, his movie. But right. I'm, like, super attached to him, at least from, like, this part. I mean, I know, I know he gets, like, much greater character development later on. But I don't know. I mean, if I, I think one thing that kind of took me off from making, like, Luke my favorite character from this movie is just the fact that he felt more sad or he looked more sad when... Uh, <laughs> his his aunt died. and uncle were killed. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm ready to go on this journey where he's not really like grieving or anything. Where, you know, after Ben Kenobi died, he needs spoilers. like a blanket over him. You know, he's. I mean, spoil. I mean, everyone knows. This Every story. everyone's seen Star Wars. I gotta. If you're watching this and no haven't seen Star Wars, I think it's safe to say just just go watch it. The original trilogy. Watch it. There will That's be spoilers. Great. And don't think it's just like the hero's journey. It's definitely got. Oh, it's got twists and turns and yeah, yeah. yeah. and lovable characters and lovable atmospheres. Peter, on to you. Who's your favorite character? Because character is so important in Star Wars, in my opinion. So I I really am curious what you have to say. My favorite character, at least in this movie, is definitely Darth Vader. I think when I was younger, it was definitely either Luke or Han Solo. Just because I like Han Solo's kind of quirky attitude and Luke's, you know, Luke's kind of, I wouldn't say journey, but like just his like path in the movie. I still say Luke is my second favorite character in the movie, but I like Darth Vader the best because I don't know. It's like watching the opening scene again. I'm just like, dang, like Darth Vader is walking in, like force choking a guy. This guy like is the epitome of just like being cool pretty much and like he's the villain and i think i found a new res- like a newfound respect for villains as like i've grown up it's like i like the villains more and more in games if they're really good or in movies or anything so that's who my favorite character is but i definitely like luke i like characters mm-hmm. i can empathize with ironically i can't really empathize with Darth Vader, but with luke um i i, I would hope not <laughs> I mean, Luke. Luke was my favorite character when I was younger, definitely. But now it's most likely Darth Vader. I see. I I gotta agree with you, Peter. Darth Vader's my favorite character. He like, he he barely shows up in this movie, but he's still like so um, menacing 
Like, he's still a scary character. You know, if he kind of doesn't do much, like, it's just the presence, you know? You know who Darth Vader really cool. reminds me of? Who's that? Like, what, all the scenes of Darth Vader is, like, very, like, there's not many words from coming from his mouth. And you just hear him breathing. It just reminds me of like an ex-girlfriend who's mad at you. (laughs) 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 Or like, let's say you have a girlfriend. Interesting. Then she gives you the silent treatment. That's when there's the scariest, right? So Darth Vader has like that 24-7. Man a few words, always breathing. You're like, I don't know what he's going to do next. Oh, jeez. Not only that, but Darth Vader has like forced choke. Like he could kill you too. Like it's just like... This feels like it's getting personal for you. Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> personal for the podcast. We're just giving our, our opinion on a, on a no, Star Wars I, movie, man. We're not trying to unpack the truth. Okay, okay, that's, that's all I'm going to say about our feeder. No, I, I actually I actually like that take. That's really interesting. The whole less is more thing. Yeah. Ex-girlfriends and stuff. You know? And ex-girlfriends, obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I want to know what y'all think about the world like because obviously they're trying to build like a world here even if it was only going to be the one movie you've obviously seen like the rest of the story building from the other movies and stuff but what do y'all think about these movies like this movie specifically how does it hold up does it like feel like it's it's a space that's being lived in i personally have to say that like seeing the the place where the aunt and uncle and Luke live, like that's like one of my favorite spots in the movie because it feels like so legit, you know, like they're they're actually there, that they live there, and then the, all the ships look like nice and clean and like ready to kill a bunch of people, you know. I think I think I really really like how the sets look, how the world looks. How everything feels legitimate. It doesn't feel like a set. You know what I mean? What do you, What do y'all think? What do you think, William? I think yeah, I agree. The set design is absolutely phenomenal in this movie. I don't know what their budget was, but of course it is like the start of like a new franchise. But yeah, like especially with like their uh, Luke's aunt and uncle's like home, it felt like a real like oh this looks really homey for like them living in like the middle of the desert. Like it was really nice. Like the ships were also really good. Like even like the opening scene, like it felt like they were in this like futuristic ship based off like the set design. And yeah, even like the Millennium Falcon felt like, you know, like a, like a real ship that at least like Han Solo has been operating for like quite a bit. Like, yeah, like these places, yes, yes, despite yeah, yeah. the fact that they were just like filming the movie, I don't know, within like maybe a year, a couple years, it felt like they had like the right amount of age, like of a look an aged look to the set that made it seem real you know like it made it seem really believable mm-hmm. i'm with you i'm with you i really like that that whole age thing i think you're totally right what do you think peter yeah what do you think craig craig <laughs> for me as i so i haven't seen the movie since i was like how was the last time i saw it was like when i was 12 it's been a while this movie Honestly, it's really hard to believe that this movie was made 40 years ago. This movie has really good backgrounds. Even the CGI doesn't look bad. Even like the opening mm. part, even the opening parts in space don't even look bad either, in my opinion. It's, it mean, could be way worse. For 40 years ago, it's it's really nice. I agree. Yeah, it's I not mean, bad. They my had favorite, some CGI. Like one of my favorite scenes um, that was in the movie was a scene where Luke was on his home planet. And I don't remember what exactly happened. I think it's the part after he, after Obi-Wan does his freaking man cry or something. But Luke just walks outside of his home and then you just see him standing in the middle of like a background set of basically like the sky and the moon. And I that, that part was very beautiful in my opinion. So I, like the, the two sons? Yeah, the two sons. I think that was like way before he met Ben. But yeah, so I, I know before, like... Yeah, when they had like that John Williams score in that scene, it was just yeah, and the music just started blasting up. Like, I thought that scene was phenomenal. I also think like so in the movie, a lot of a lot of things happen. They go to a lot of different places, and I just think every time they went somewhere different, it felt like a genuine, real place. It didn't feel like it was fake. Like it didn't feel like there was too much CGI. 
too much um like you know too much set work basically and i really enjoyed the set and the atmosphere of the movie and what it provided mm-hmm. um i want to i want to go back to what we were talking what y'all were talking about a little bit there is a huge part of star wars frankly without it i think the rest of it wouldn't be possible the music i know peter really wanted to talk about the music so what do you think of the music peter I- i'm i'm very curious to your opinion on it because we're all kind of music guys we all were in band and we all listen to music like all the time together so i'm curious what you thought about the music because it's it's such a such a big deal in the Star Wars universe. So iconic. So as you were saying, the music in Star Wars is iconic, right? And everyone knows like the main themes. Essentially, everyone knows some like they, people know the music of Star Wars. And even in the prequels, where people may not praise the movies, they like say, "Oh, the soundtrack was really good," or this certain scene or whatever. In this movie, after rewatching it after so long, I can appreciate the music a lot more. The way that um, the music was brought up in certain scenes, like the scene I was mentioning earlier, like it's just very, like it gave me chills, of, like and how good it was, and like, like the scene when you go into the cantina scene, you know, the music for that, like everything's just very iconic nowadays. Mm. So, like when you go back and watch it and just listen to it, like it was the first time you're watching the movie and listening to the music, it's just like, it's a very genuine experience, and I don't think. I've had another movie in a while do that to me. Uh, I, I mean, Star Wars came out a long time ago, but I mean, upon rewatching it, like I just felt a little, it, it gave me chills just watching or just hearing the music. I, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. Like it, it evokes real emotion, which I mean, obviously might be partially nostalgia. And that, that, that goes with a lot of music and movies though, where like, it reminds you of something like like a recent example would be like in one of the avengers films you hear the music you hear the avengers music and they start kicking butt and you're like oh my goodness let's go these are the guys i grew up with and they're they're doing it they're doing it together all that stuff and i think that really like <laughs> they really leaned into that with star wars and there were so many times i was hearing the music and i'm like get in hype or i'm like oh wow this is so sweet because the music's kind of telling me but also because the scene is sweet yeah so. to, um to piggyback off that it's like the music for the movie is very interesting because the movie's a space movie right and for some reason the music actually feels very fitting and it kind of feels like it fits in a space movie it, it doesn't make sense but it does I don't know if that makes sense. I I actually agree, for some reason. I I do agree. Yeah, because yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's all I had to say about that. Gotcha. Do you have any thoughts, William? What do you think about the music? Music was good. Excellent take. Yep. Excellent music and good. All right. <laughs> How dare you? All right, I want to move on to perhaps the most important part, the, the actual like storyline a little bit. Everyone's probably heard of it. We touched on it a little bit. It's the hero's journey to to a degree, but there's there's more to it than that for sure. There's the mentor aspect from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan is helping Luke discover this untapped potential of his with the Force. Um, after having like not been <laughs> dealing with it too much, he's like, "All right, I'm back. I'm old, but I'm back." And I think it's really interesting to see that now compared to like all the cinema now. Like we see so many mentorships and stuff, and like it feels like they all kind of come from Obi Wan and Luke's original mentorship like you could see it and even like something like kung fu panda i feel like pulls from that a bit where the master knows something like so well but he still like struggles to teach it or doesn't want to teach it or whatever it is and just uh somebody who's being trained and really wants to to grow 
and do well in it. You know, I think it. I think it's it's all over cinema now. Even if we don't like always recognize it, and maybe it it wasn't the first to do the. Obviously, it wasn't the first to do the mentorship thing, but I think it just did it in such a good way that actually pushed the story forward in a non-awkward like way. It didn't feel forced, you know? Um, what do y'all think about the mentorship, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Luke? Either of y'all have opinions? For me, uh, kind of to go back to like Obi-Wan as a character... The, the initial scene where you see Obi-Wan after he does like his main grunt, I don't know why that's in the movie. I'm going to be honest. I don't know why the main grunt's in the movie. <laughs> I don't know how he makes that noise either. That's, a, a, that's a good question. Maybe he's a force shout. I don't know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and just type in Obi-Wan like, screaming or whatever. Like You'll find what I mean. <laughs> that being said, the initial scene where you meet Obi-Wan and then like he goes by Ben. So when Luke's like, oh, like, do you know who Obi-Wan is? He's like, I'm Obi-Wan. But then, like, before he says, I'm Obi-Wan, you just see his face, and it just looks like he's having flashbacks of, like, PTSD. And I'm only bringing this up because, like, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII lately, and Cloud's kind of like that. So the main character <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII. Very anime. So it, like, it, re- it reminded me of that, and I was just like, Thing. You know, Obi-Wan, for like as wise as he is, as much of a mentor as he is, like this movie actually shows how much of like a human he is, you know? Like it shows that like he thinks he's failed in some aspects of his life, even if he doesn't like obviously outright say it. And it's just very interesting because he even goes by a different name. And now he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna try to train this guy and trying to make up for my mistakes. And then he realizes, like, before his death, he's just kind of like, this is my take. He's just like, you know what? He'll be, like, I left him in good hands. And then he just kind of, you know, goes. <laughs> he just so, pieces out. Yeah. He pieces out, yeah. So, <laughs> personally, I like it. Uh, I also like Obi-Wan as a character a lot in this movie, although he's not in the movie that much, to be honest. So. True, true, true. Uh, William, what do you think? If you have any thoughts on it. I mean, I thought it was fitting. Uh, Obi-Wan, I feel like as a character, was used, you know, just to kind of like foreshadow, like pretty much like Luke's like actual history, you know, with his like father being Darth Vader and everything. So I thought he was really well utilized and was in the movie like long enough for him to really like make an impact. Like Obviously, like, when you have, like, a character like that, you're like, okay, you have, like, a Jedi Master, which you, like, learn later on, like, why can't he do much more? And it's just, you got to take him out early so that, you know, because there's, it's about the story of Luke. So we need to see his journey, his growth. And yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I dig it. All right. What do y'all think of Han Solo? Do you think it was like a forced cool factor or do you think he adds something unique to the story and belongs in the Star Wars universe in in the iteration that like he came in? Because I when I was younger, I thought Han Solo was super super cool and um I didn't really care about Chewbacca too much. I thought he was kind of weird, but I thought Han Solo was super dope and Thanks. um <laughs> But I I really like Han Solo, and this movie doesn't do a bunch with him, and he definitely gets more to do in the sequels. But like I I really like how they like dealt with him. Like he was this suave dude who knew what he was doing and was like willing to help despite you know awkward circumstances. What what do y'all think? What what is the the take on Han Solo? Han Solo, well, for me, I thought he was a very interesting character because, you know, as much of as like a composed, suave, I guess cocky dude he comes out to be, there's a little bit of foreshadowing that you can see in this in the scene with like Greedo. And it's just like, hey, Jabba says he needs the payment, and he's like, Oh, well, like, I promise you I have it this time. And you kind of realize it's like and on his face, like he kind of looks scared, and then like 
there's like and then you realize there's like deeper layers to the character that we haven't seen yet and then there's another scene where he says hey luke i'm not going to help you that's like that's like a death wish to like try to blow up the death star and then what does he do he comes and helps luke so he's like a multi like dimensionally like layered character but that we see glimpses of in the movie um in this in the first movie at least that we see more of in later upcoming movies but that's just something i noticed with like my prior knowledge of like what happens in future movies but if i were to see the movie for the first time um it'd probably be more of a tone of like you know this guy's a cocky suave guy like he's a pretty cool guy uh but besides that i'd be like i mean that that would be my initial thoughts on him i i like that i think it's I think that actually, I think having seen all the Star Wars actually kind of enhanced the viewing for me personally. Just like getting to see like these characters be themselves and know where they're kind of heading is really interesting, especially like their storylines in the original trilogy and being like, wow, this is like where they were and this is where they're going. I know where they're going and like, that's really cool. But yeah, I think that definitely calls out to how good the acting was in this movie, which is kind of weird for how unknown some of the actors were at the time, because they played their characters like very, very well. You know, it it felt like yeah, it felt like they were taking it seriously, which I guess it would be easy to kind of phone it in for a goofy sort of space event movie because space is wacky for some reason but they they took it seriously they're like yes these characters are in like a dire situation like luke's uh, lost people and there's a like totalitarian like presence in space in this giant ball that's going to destroy a planet like it's it's high stakes very very serious these actors don't don't like joke around with it, which I think is pretty cool because it'd be very easy to be like, oh, how are you going to destroy that big old ball, Luke? Just like laugh about it instead of being like, there's no way you destroy the Death Star. That's a death wish. That's a suicide mission. Like, I think I think it's pretty cool. Any thoughts on that, William? I think the like the entire atmosphere of the movie was like just good enough so that it wasn't like I felt like they they could have been like a lot like campier with what they were given. I mean, I I think at some points it definitely feels like a you know, Mark Hamill like his uh like what what lines he was given. I felt like he added like the right amount of like seriousness and tone to it, especially since like his background is like coming from like a like a farmer raised boy. So, of course, this guy, like, has no idea how, like, the outside world is. I mean, that's how he gets his, like, he gets his, uh, you know, his butt kicked in a, in a bar. Like, the, literally, like, the first five seconds he's in there. And I felt that, I guess, this goes back to, like, our point before, is that Han definitely feels like the realist character out of, like, the entire cast, I feel like. Since... He's a bit more jaded with like how the world works, and he doesn't immediately believe in the force, which is maybe he's kind of like an audience like insert there since you know we're given this like entire concept of the force, and it's like you know you can't see it like we were only seeing like really mm-hmm. snippets of it before like seeing it like full blast like we do in like the sequel films or like the prequels, right, and even the movies after this, but I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It was campy when it needed to be, and serious when, when it called for it. I I really like that take. Actually, <laughs> that's that's a good point with Han Solo being kind of the the insert. And yeah, this movie's fairly for being a space movie, fairly grounded in its rules. Like the Force isn't like it, they're not they're not going as crazy as some of the other movies have like gone, which is like fine for those movies but i actually like that like it wasn't like the force can solve any problem it's it's like the force is important and we use it and you must use it well but yeah do you what other thoughts do y'all have on the movie just in general is there anything that came to mind while you were watching it it's a huge 
like for me the big thing was like seeing how many i like iconic aspects still like live on today like the death star is still referenced all the time like all the music like you could you could sing like two notes and people would recognize it as star wars and then the characters you know all all that the millennium falcon iconic it's just it felt like a like a stroll down memory lane a little bit you know it's just crazy how big that movie is and how big the franchise is and i i am happy that it came from like such a good beginning like it doesn't feel like it's unearned you know what i mean but yes other thoughts on the movie just in general anything i guess this is like the last point i kind of want to make but i really appreciated kind of like the costume design like we're initially shown i guess this is something like i noticed mostly like towards the beginning but we see kind of like c3po and r2d2 kind of like they're both a little bit like worn looking right it's like they're not exactly like completely clean they're not these like Mm -hmm. new droids and i mean it's established later on that you know they've been there since the clone wars so of course they're not in like the prime mint condition uh all things considering so i mean it's just like those little things like those like little details where it's like you know, you, you can tell there a lot of thought was put into this process, into this decision of making C-3PO look like he's really aged, that he's been worn. And also, I mean, it goes back to my previous point where, like, even with the set design, they made it look like these were real. Like, these were real, like, places that people lived in. And honestly, I think one thing that I was surprised by since, like, re-watching this movie, and I don't even know if I paid attention to it a lot when I was a kid, but I was really surprised to see, like, Jabba so early on and Boba Fett. Like that was just one thing I was like, wow, okay, I didn't expect to see them in this movie because they were obviously referenced with the whole, uh, or at least Jabba was with the whole like Greedo interaction. Mm, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Peter? What yeah. Are your last thoughts? Yeah, yeah. To piggyback what what you said about the costume designs and stuff, I definitely agree that the costume designs was a a major point of the movie. Like. I think that something that this movie does, especially well for being like the first movie out of like a whole trilogy, even though it wasn't meant to be, was that it did a really good job of world building just with one movie. Like not only does it show like a different cast of different aliens and different beings in the whole Star Wars universe because it is space themed, but it just shows that like, you know, it's just like it's a huge world. There's a lot of different characters in it and it has a lot of potential, even though it's only like a two hour movie. Like, there's just so much more to be done with it, which I can see why they can keep expanding, making movies out of it in today's day and age. But I mean, at some point they should stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. As soon as money doesn't exist anymore, maybe. But but I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but besides that, I think the world building is phenomenal in such a short amount of time in this movie, which I think is very special and something to say about the script of the movie. I I really like that and I'm going to I'm going to say that like on that point like even if you're not a fan of the story even if you think it's kind of lame like there's something to come back for with Star Wars there's this like this familiarity with just like the settings and like the creatures and some of the more like lighthearted parts like the cantina is such a cool concept all these aliens like just just coming to see the movies for that sort of thing like that's what makes star wars for me like the stories are always kind of you know they're good they're they're mostly good um or at least okay um but i really really like seeing the character interactions i like seeing aliens i like seeing some of the spaceships they have and stuff it just feels very very legit it it reminds me of like Lord of the Rings in that way, where it's a very thought thought out world and very much a labor of love by the people who created it, which I think is really cool. But yes, with that, if y'all don't have any other thoughts, I think we should move on to our ratings. And I, I'd like to start this, this week um, with Peter. Peter, oh. what is your rating? But, the status quo. So, 
So with two ratings um, out of 10, I would actually give this movie a 9 out of 10. Why I didn't give it that extra 1 for the 10 out of 10. I mean, honestly, I reserve 10 out of 10s for movies like The Empire Strikes Back, which is the next movie in the franchise, which I think is the best Star Wars movie. So, I mean, 9 is not bad, unless you're Asian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and my age-like, oh in my age-like um, rating, I would say that it aged very well. Hans down. Oh, wait. Like Han Solo, Hans down, you know? Hands down, Hans. Yeah, okay. Hey, you don't have to explain the joke. We could probably just stop the podcast now because everybody's just going to be laughing the rest of the time. They won't hear the rest okay, of Okay, you it. guys give your thoughts now. I'm you back. <laughs> you know, let me cue the laugh track for this part. Uh, <laughs> okay, your, your turn. <laughs> no, I oh, like my that. Turn. Yeah, okay, turn. all right. So I know, I know this is the thing that every all my fans have been waiting for. This is the Will Hot Takes, Hot Rating. This is after what after last week, for. I don't know about that one. But after yeah, last week, how dare you? All right, don't, <laughs> don't, don't you undermine me right now, right? This is my time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Continue. All right, okay. Star Wars, A New Hope. What more needs to be said about this? You know, there's a bunch of video essays, a bunch of reviews, a bunch of everything. Everyone's like analyzed this film to the brim. So as a result of this timed classic i give it a 75.23 and three fifths out of 100 he did the math oh my goodness you're <laughs> that's real precise so i give it like a c plus oh wow i mean fair enough you got you got a strict scale and i respect that i enjoyed it but i mean it's not perfect. I mean, I'm sure the it's it does a good job setting up everything, but obviously, I don't think people, I don't think most people look to New Hope as their favorite Star Wars movie of all time. But I mean, it's definitely better than anything the sequel trilogy or the uh, the Disney trilogy or the the prequel trilogy has has dished out. So I that's, just, that's just your opinion. <laughs> I'm sure that's some bad. people like Phantom Menace a lot. Well, opinions can be wrong, so I don't care what they said. <laughs> well, we'll go over the prequels maybe one day. Who we knows? could. I mean, it has been like what nineteen years since like the first one came. Like, Dang, yeah, it's been that long gone. already. Crazy. Yeah, those are those are old movies. Yeah, so we could do that one with Liam Neeson. <laughs> well, Liam Neeson as a guest. I will. Oh. All right. Twenty million dollars on me. All right. I, I will I will give my rating now. And the final rating goes to Matt. Um <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to give it an eight out of ten. Which what? is eight out of ten's a good rating. Eight out of ten's a really good rating. And it, it's a four out of five. Four four four, four out of five is four. also an equally good rating. Episode four? Four out four out of five. Episode four out of five. Four out of six. <laughs> Four out of nine now. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I think it, like, if I'm saying rewatchability-wise, you should 100% go and, like, watch this film. I, I really, really, really recommend it. And, like, what better time than in a quarantine? Stay safe, wash your hands, people. But it, it really does hold up. And I'd say it aged really well compared to like other movies that may have been forgotten from that time highly highly recommend going back and living in that nostalgia a little bit obviously nostalgia isn't always a good thing but here i think you won't be disappointed that's all i can say about that and with that do we have anything else you said all right. Did you guys know that Mark Hamill plays the Joker? Haha, ha. I'm sure none of you guys have heard that. <laughs> little little tidbit. Kind of quirky fact there. A little, <laughs> little bit of a quirky fact. A little bit funny. Indeed. It's, it's a, a little, little bit. bit funny. Funny. Can we, when can we do Rocket Man, boys? Oh, man. I want Maybe like years. another like 20 years, yeah. <laughs> we know what we're doing next, by the way. We don't know what we're doing next. 
Uh, if you sign up Craig, to our Patreon, you, know, you can... Uh, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> let me clarify, we do not have a Patreon. Uh, but if you do want to keep up with us, you can go and follow us on Twitter at ALW underscore podcast. That's at ALW underscore podcast. We uh, tweet out when our episodes are going live and kind of nothing else, but you're free to DM us with suggestions, with a uh, hate mail. Yeah, we will review anything. We can even review a piece of art if you want. <laughs> we a, can ma- do a, man- a Manet painting if you want. Like We will do the research and, and, and actually... That would actually be fun. But yes, we will, we will do it. Come hit up our DMs. Let us know what you want. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think of Peter's mic. Just give us feedback. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let us know what you think of my mic quality every episode, because apparently it's off every episode. And, and his volume as well. Like If he's too loud, just let us know, and we can just... Also, just if he has on. a bad voice, we can replace him. It's fine. Yeah. I can change no, my we... voice. Like I can, I can get like, a voice <laughs> I changer. Do I can do it. I can, do it it. I can just change my voice every episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can uh, change the voice. <laughs> Are you gonna change the voice? Hey, can you my voice? Uh, that's great. Uh, hey guys, what's Welcome going on? To another episode. Oh, Kermit! Uh, we're actually reviewing the uh, Muppets lie. next episode. Oh, we should. Okay, we'll see. We'll talk about it. Mandalorian. <laughs> All right. But during Apollo Creed, we're we're getting a little distracted here, so I'm gonna sign us off. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure follow us on Spotify or whatever you're listening on, and. We appreciate you. Have a good week. Hope you do. And with that, uh, we must bid you adieu. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Hope everyone stays safe in this quarantine. Don't go rioting out in the streets because of the quarantine, please. Agreed. All right, bye-bye.